Welcome to Video Marketing Secrets, Simple Strategies for Outrageous ROI, a podcast by The Draw Shop. Here, you will learn the most creative and cutting-edge video marketing strategies to help you attract, nurture, and convert your ideal customers throughout your entire sales funnel. I'm your host, Summer Felix Mulder. Please join me for this newest episode. Okay, I'm super excited about today's interview because I've got someone to geek out on video marketing the same as I do. There's a lot of alignment and maybe a few different opinions on things, not in a bad way or a good way, just an interesting way. So we'll get to that at the end of the interview. But today's guest is Christina Skillman, and she's got a video production group that does all kinds of styles of video, whether it's live action or even animation. But what really stands out in this interview is the way to use video for your brand and the things that you should be doing, you should not be doing. And probably something that you should really be paying attention to is something that's new that we haven't yet talked about on this podcast, but we probably will be talking about it more. So we're going to introduce it today with Christina, but that has to do with something new that Google is doing and why the content of your videos and what you say in your videos is so important and will continue to be really, really important. It's something that you would want to leverage as soon as you can. And Christina's group is Skillman Video Group. They are a Boston video production group. And she has a really cool story that I will let you hear her tell of why she has this business and how she got started. This is a thing for her because she even has a bachelor's degree in television, radio, and film from Syracuse University. So this is like I think I definitely believe that this is her life's mission, what she does and the way that she gets so passionate about her clients is so awesome. Like she's exactly the person you want in your corner if you're working with somebody for video. So she's incredible. She has tons of testimonials and people that just absolutely love working with her. And she's got some really, really solid, great tips that you can utilize for your own video marketing, whether you are having someone produce video for you or whether you're just picking up your phone and talking into it, recording it and popping it on YouTube. There's some really important things that you should know if that's something that you are doing or considering doing. So I am going to get right into the interview because she's going to share it all and it's awesome. Hello, Christina. Thank you so much for joining me today. I feel like we're going to be talking about one of your favorite topics. (laughs) I know you have a lot to share. (laughs) I'm so looking forward to this because I always, I learn something new from experts like you. And before going into all the questions that I have, can you give us just a little bit of like a high level background of your experience with video production and marketing and how you started or why you wanted to start this company? So when I was 12 years old, my mother came home and said she had met a woman who was a video producer. Of course, this was before the internet. And she said, I I think Christina, you make a great video producer. And when I was 15, I was au pair on Martha's Vineyard for a summer. And the aunt to one of the kids I was watching was a producer for PBS. And she had one of those big black 
video cameras was the 90s so it's humongous and on her shoulder she's out there filming the beach and all this stuff and i remember thinking that is so cool and that's what i'm going to do the rest of my life so all of that is to say since i was 15 i have been on this track of wanting my own business and video production so everything through my education and my career choices until i went full-time in in 2007 and starting svg which technically i started in 2005 but i went full-time in 2007 has been leading up to this moment and what I do today. I have no plan B for my life. This is it. So I'm very fortunate that I've come this far and, and that I'm, I'm good at what I do and, and I've been able to make it and come as far as I have. I'm very yeah. grateful. For that. Yeah, definitely. So did you from the very beginning have the same mission when you started the company, like building videos for brands to help grow their brand? Like, Was that the intention or what did you start with? So that's a great question. So I actually came from a nonprofit background. So I did a lot of documentary production. And I won a national award for a documentary that I made in 2003. Wow. Now, when I, full disclosure, when I first started, I started posting on Craigslist. So I had $0.0 to start my business. So I had a full-time job and I just started posting on Craigslist. And for the first two years, I did that for part-time. And I thought I was going to do whatever kind of video project came across my desk, as long as it paid. It always had to pay. Yeah. <laughs> I never did anything for free. And so I thought I'd do a lot of weddings, for example. And I, and I used to do a lot of weddings. But the irony is, A, I don't have a personality for that kind of stuff at all, I discovered. But B, uh, because what I had going for me in 2005 was that that was the same year YouTube got started. Right. And that dramatically changed the game on a lot of different levels. So just the availability of being able to put video on the web, that sounds like a small thing. We take it so for granted, but we have to appreciate what a big revolutionary thing that was. Mm -hmm. And the birth of social media just created entirely new avenues for businesses to be able to tell their story. And the thing that kind of surprised me, and you're talking about 2005 right now. Yeah was that my background in documentary production was actually a huge asset for businesses, for corporate clients. Because I think the way marketing is going, and certainly like video is a storytelling medium. And I think a lot of companies have gotten away from that or don't truly appreciate the power of what video can give you for telling the story. And then you think about how social media is this tremendous tool for dissemination of this information. I mean, it's free at a click of a button and the entire world literally now has access to this. So it just was such a natural fit, both from my background, again, a convergence of technologies coming together at the same time, and just my own personality. We could talk about the core values of SVG. Our number one core value is intellectual curiosity. I've always just been a very curious person. So I enjoyed pulling, you know, details out of clients. And it was just a natural transition uh, that surprised me early on that where I always had the most traction, where I always had the most joy was really working with these corporate clients in the more business and commercial space. And so that's where my business really, you know, hit traction and took off from there. Yeah. I love to always hear, you know, from different experts like you, like, why is video so important in building a brand? Because I think some people are like, well, it's just not what, you know, we're not really that type of company. I don't need to do it. But what do you say to that for somebody who is wondering, like, do I really need to do some type of video for my brand? So, you know, I think where a lot of 
companies, particularly if you're very technical, I think where's where people really fall into that trap. Mm-hmm. But we need to always understand, no matter what it is that you sell, there is another human being on the other side of that computer or the other side of that phone who has to make a buying decision. And I'm telling you, it's shocking the number of companies who seem to have forgotten that element of human connection. It is shocking to me how many people, like they know it, but they don't understand how this applies to their website. Mm-hmm. And then therefore the power that the video medium can do to help build that connection. Because there's that sales funnel of people have to know you, they have to like you, and they have to trust you before you can ask for their money. And too many times people go from, okay, you know what exists, now give me your business. And they forget that there's a relationship, right? There is a time for those conversations that's getting to know you that needs to happen in between. So let's talk about online marketing only, right? Mm -hmm. SEO, and we're not a performance marketing company. So there are other companies out there. That's what they do. So talk to them. You need to have search engine optimization or pay-per-click or some other kind of campaign to drive traffic to your website, right? That's another blog topic in and of itself. Right. But once they are there, of course, you need to have a beautiful web design, which again, is a whole other topic in and of itself, because they're going to make a decision about who you are in less than five seconds. So if they don't like what they see and your website doesn't come up quickly, they're going to bounce. Yeah. So the SEO piece is really great for the, the, the know you, right? They have to, your customers have a question. There's a problem they are trying to solve. And now they're they're out there on the web and they're looking and coming to you. So this is where video has to play the big role. And we can talk a lot about actually how Google has changed its algorithm. So now it actually crawls video content. But that development only came about as of July of 2022. So that's extremely new. Totally new, yeah. But let's just talk about more traditional online marketing. So, and that human comes to your website and the first thing they see is like a wall of text and there's no photos. It just leaves this impression of like, oh, bounce. Like, I just can't take all this in. Oh, yeah, and, exactly. And it I feels like work. It feels like work, right? And it's to me, I like it when you're at a cocktail party and you go up to someone and you're just making polite conversation. You don't really care. Like, you're just trying to basically decide, can this person advance my life or not, right? Like, exactly. can you help me or can you not? And that person just does like the information dump or they tell you their whole life story, you know, up front and they expect you to care. They seem to forget that, again, you just want to provide just enough information to be intriguing so that people want to learn more. And I think when video marketing is done well and we have a whole like strategy behind you know, first touches that brand video because the first thing you want to do when they come to your site is you want to have that emotional engagement with your brand. Forget about the product. Let's forget about the mind. This is a very emotional decision your customers are making when they first come to your website. Do they like you or do they not like you? There is no intellect yet involved, okay? That comes later. So that's first touch is extremely human. And what more human medium do we have at our disposal today other than video? Right. Because they can see you and they can hear you. They can see the passion in your eye. They can see your expertise. You know, they can see kind of the magic behind the curtain. It's not just about what you do, but it's about who you are, your culture, why you exist, right? Let's get them excited. Let's get them like, hey, I really like these guys. Now I want to learn more, okay? Then you can start, you can either 
take them down the funnel with even more video content that we can talk about, or even once they start to emotionally engage with your brand, then you have to start getting their intellect caught up. And that's when you can start sharing more content, right? That's more technical, maybe, or more detailed, maybe. But don't be that person at a party who just like throws everything at them all at once, right? Let's be good host. Let's just get them to like you enough that now they want to ask you out on a date or they want to ask for your number. And yeah. then like get kind of, you know, bring them down that road. But that's really where I think the power of video is, is let's get those relationship going. Let's get them to like you. Let's get them to begin to trust you because they're never going to trust you if they don't first like you. Yeah, that is so true. You're totally speaking my language. Let's actually talk about the the brand video and that first introduction, you know, to, hey, here, here I am. Here's what I got. Or here's what we do. Here's our vibe, you know, connecting on that emotional level. What are... You know, we talked about some some don'ts in terms of don't throw a ton of information. I am a big fan of that too, because, you know, people get overwhelmed very easily. And it, if it feels like work, they're out. If they're confused, mm-hmm. they're out. It's got to be super clear and just enough to get them wanting more. But what are, what are some things that people can do? Let's, you know, say we're just going to a website for the first time. There's a brand video and it's an introduction, basically. What are, is there a framework? Is there something that you follow? Yeah, let's talk about that. So another one of my big pet peeves that I see a lot of uh, B2B companies fall into is they think they are the hero of their own story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And here's the cold, hard truth. And I've done it too. Like if you went, if you look at our website now, it's very different. But if you looked at our previous iterations of our website, all we talked about was about SVG. (laughs) Look what we've done. Here's how long we've been in business. Here's this, da, 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 right. <laughs> and we have since learned the error of our ways. So my biggest pet peeve is that it's not that what you do is not important. Okay. Or talking about all those things that make you special. Obviously that's why you're in business, but your client is the hero of this story, particularly this brand video. They are the hero. So if you see any brand video that we come out, it should be you're talking about your customers what is it that they want? Where are they experiencing problems? And then let's talk about how you are solutions to that to that problem. How are you going to make their life, their lives, not your life, their lives better? Right. Working with you by partnering with you, you are the expert guide, right? That's going to take them to their promised land, whatever that promised land is, right? There is a hero's journey that apply to the ancient rules of storytelling and narrative, okay? And don't think that just because you're in B2B space that those rules don't apply to good storytelling. And particularly that brand video, that storytelling is even more crucial because it is a first introduction. Right. So don't drink your own Kool-Aid. You got to drink your client's Kool-Aid. No, it's so true. People make that decision. And we, you know, we talk about this with our clients all the time and and our team too, especially when it comes to crafting these stories, is that people make a decision because they have a certain feeling that they're doing good. They're going, I'm going to now, by making this decision, I'm going to do something really good for my company or for my life or for my something that, like you said, has that inspired feeling. And people make decisions based on that inspired feeling. Like if you're telling me that you can take me from this hell that I'm sitting in and bring me to heaven and you've got this solution and I clearly understand it, I'm not going to be confused about it. I've got exactly what we're doing. Like, 
I'm in. It's very easy. But so many people are, you know, when you think about that, you know, elevator pitch or people talking about who they are. Well, you know, if we're a family-owned business and we're that, you know, it's all the different things about <laughs> the history of what you've done, which to most people, it's just, it's boring at that point. Later on, yes. it might, it comes in and that's great. And it, it, it solidifies the decision that they made. But right at the beginning, it's like, it's a selfish, what can you do for me? How are you going to make my life better? You know, what are you bringing Completely to the table? Selfish. <laughs> yes. And if you don't understand that basic human psychology, it's just, you're really going through a wasted exercise. Yeah, exactly. And you can do that really simply in that first video. It doesn't have to be elaborate, you know, the messaging. And I think so it's like, people really do want to throw out all of the things. And that is just so overwhelming. And, or they want to make a crazy long five, six, seven minute video. And it's like, you're, you need to understand your audience is not going to watch more than two minutes. And you're yeah. lucky if you can get that far. So if you don't engage with them right away and how you engage with them is there are two different ways. It's first is by what's being said. And then it's also what, by what's being seen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I always have people focus on the narrative first Uh, forget, just watch the video with your eyes closed. I don't care what it looks like right now, right? Just what is being said, because if we're not telling a good story, the visuals don't matter, quite frankly. But, you know, the other part that you tell a story is by what's being seen. So, you know, what B-roll are we using? You know, what what do we want to capture? How do we want to shoot it? Like, do we want it shot in slow motion? Do we want it fast? Do we want like quick jerky movements? Do we want kind of like more like slow? Like there's no right or wrong answer. It's it's really truly is what your preferences are, right? So, and then how do you want to edit it? Do you want music? Do you want flashy graphics? Do you want slower graphics? And I've seen everything in between, but everything in your video is communicating something about your company and you want it resonating with the right people. So I think a huge mistake that people make is they're just not intentional. Yeah. No, that's so true. All of that fun stuff. We, I mean, we'll say the same thing. It's about that, that messaging first and the other stuff you can get creative and fun with. But if fun. that messaging isn't there, then it's just something cool to look at for a minute. But it's not giving me the answer that I'm looking for. That's right. Yeah. I'm curious, when you're working with your clients, how do you find the thing that's going to grab their audience's attention because everybody has like, how do you look for the thing that they have that can make their audience the hero of their own story? Does that make sense? So it's a great question. You know, we're something that we're really, we have a very methodical approach to creativity, Mm -hmm. but creativity, there's still that gray area where intuition has to come into play a little bit. And, and so you know, when we look for creative directors to fill that role, we have to find someone who's good at quote unquote reading the tea leaves. So the first part of our process is we spend a lot of time in what we call discovery. And that's where they really do do the information dump and they're sharing with us everything, and anything even remotely pertaining to their business. I don't see how you can be a good storyteller and not spend that time learning from our clients because I find passion very sexy. So I need to hear, I need to see it. I need to hear it. I need to be in it. I definitely always drink my clients Kool-Aid and I get really excited. If you hear any client testimonials about us, they'll say like, you're really excited about our project. And I mean, you know what I'm saying? And I just kind of geek out over that stuff. But I've yet to ever find a client who's not doing something special. Right. 
But here's like where the magic sauce comes in. And I just kind of trust that the magic sauce is coming in. For example, I was doing a video series for a client that does medical malpractice insurance, which I think we can all agree isn't on paper, at least not very sexy. Right. But I'm going through my list of questions. And part of our job is we have to ask the right questions, you know, and tough questions sometimes because they want that contrary sometimes like, but why is it that way? Like you have mm-hmm. to kind of push them sometimes uh, to think because they drink, they just know that the company speak. And I need to say, wait a minute, from an outside perspective, that that's gibberish to me. Can you tell me what you mean? Right. But these words were just coming to my mind while we're having this conversation. And I wrote down all of these words, you know, and I went back and after this, like, okay, so here are the words that I'm hearing and tell me if this resonates with you. And it was, you know, risk takers and entrepreneurial, which all the words you don't usually associate with insurance, but these were words that were coming up. And they said to me, do you know that we just did a five-year report with McKinsey? And these were the words that were in that report. Like, this is who we want to be. And I said, well, then well done. Yeah. We've done it. Right. So it's just, there's something powerful that happens when you sit in the room and I'm there as the creative to just be a receptive vehicle. Like, tell me your dreams, tell me your passions. And then it's my job to then paint a picture, but it's never my dream. It's never my vision. It's theirs. But mm-hmm. I have to be that, I'm that expert guide, right? That has to yes. out, pull it out of them by just be surprised, just by being present and by being interested. Genuinely, people open up. And the secret sauce will always come out because every company is in existence because they have secret sauce. If they don't have secret sauce, they probably won't be in business very long. So it is my job. It is our job to mine it and then to show it to the world. Yep. And I think there's so much discovery that comes from themselves too, that they, at least we've felt this with our clients. Sometimes people are like, wow, I didn't realize that that was our secret sauce. I didn't realize that was the thing. And it's exciting. It's like, oh my gosh, it's people fall in love with their business all over again when they get to go through a process like that. And it's powerful. And I do think it's important to bring someone in from the outside to have those conversations because, Mm -hmm. and we all fall into this trap, you know, as business owner myself, right? You're just in it so all day long. You need someone to come in and say, hey, that's special. Or, hey, you think the special, but I actually think it's not as special as you think it is. Mm-hmm. And to just to be honest, um, but to be honest from a place of like, I'm here to watch you succeed, right? So yeah. this is my, my honest opinion. And it's always a two-way collaborative conversation. Yeah, definitely. So I do, with the time that we have, I do want to talk about the Google thing. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about that and what has changed recently because, you know, it's fairly new. So sometimes people that keep up with it, they've, they've heard it right away. But if you haven't, can you share that with us and how, you know, how does this impact the way that those of us doing video or thinking about video, how does that impact the way that we do video and our strategy around it? Yeah. So this is very exciting. Uh, I've been in business for years. And I've done a lot of like SEO work myself and helping clients with it over the years as well. So, and I've always said to them that Google can't search for what's in your video content. So the only way you can tell Google how to, what's in this video is by the title, uh, you know, the tags that you put in it, and then filling out the description. If you can fit a transcript in there, that's great. 
Uh, maybe you can embed this video somewhere on your website and put the transcript there. Like there has to be the metadata around the video is how Google calls it. Right. So Google has been working on this voice to text AI for, I guess, a long time. And they think they finally have it nailed down. And so now they can actually crawl what is being said. So that is the spoken word. So you can call it whatever you want. If you're not talking about it in your video, uh, you're not going to get as much credit. And the way that they do that is, I hope you all know this, but it's through your subtitles. It's through your SRT files. Yep. So that automated caption that I just thought, oh, they did it. Isn't that nice that they're doing that? Because people like to watch videos with the sound off or hearing impaired. Like, oh, isn't that nice? But no, no, no. (laughs) Google had an ulterior motive. That is now how they're going to crawl your video content. Yep. So uh, this is like a huge deal because YouTube is actually the second largest search engine in the world. So it's not only enough for you to think about traditional SEO, which is more, you know, text and tags and, and whatever other kind of secret stuff they do, wizardry they do behind the scenes. But this is a real powerful way for you to build up certain keywords by posting content on YouTube specifically and hopefully embedding it somewhere on a landing page within your website that is targeting the same keywords. But the catch is that it has a couple of catches. The first one is you actually have to have the keyword in what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like our keyword, for example, we did a video on Boston video production because that's a major keyword for us. So I, we shot a video with me talking about things to consider when doing Boston video production, right? And I listed through all the things you need to consider and I tried to work in Boston video production as much as I could. So the other thing that you need to consider is actually editing your SRT files. Like this is something we've done as a courtesy for clients for years. Now we're aware of like how like actually important this is. So I would not rely on their auto-generated caption files. I would actually take the time to uh, sit down and edit them either within YouTube itself. We like to use a third-party software because we feel like it does a better job. The AI is better um, and the editing tools are better. But there's honestly, everybody's off, like offering. I remember when closed captions were very, very expensive. You know, now yeah. it's like everybody's got a very, very cheap, cheap yep. um, solution for you. So do your due diligence, find what's going to work best for you and for your company. But, you know, so the other thing is like video indexing. So now you can actually, if you know this, like if you log into the back end of your site, you can actually see which ones of your videos are being indexed. Like there's a lot of cool things around video that Google is doing. And it's actually a really exciting time to get in the game of doing some video marketing. So I just want to caution people that the same video content that you can use to drive people to your website is not going to be the same video content that's going to convert that traffic once they get there. Mm, Okay. Yeah. So this SEO video that we did was put on YouTube. It was put on a landing page that's embedded within our website. You would not see it on my homepage. Yeah. Right. You would see a brand video when you come to my website, right? Right. You're not going to see this video that I made specifically to drive a very particular keyword. Okay. So I think it's something to be aware of. I think it's exciting. I think it's constantly evolving. Some of these, like this video indexing, you can actually see if your videos are hurting you or helping you now. Yeah. So I'm just learning about this. 
Yeah. So it's like a really cool thing. And you know, this is all free guys. So it's just taking the video content you already have, but just doing that extra step of really paying attention to your SRT files. If you have the ability to work with a partner and actually be strategic about like creating SEO content, I think you can really, this is kind of a unique time to really get ahead of the game because not many people know about this. And so just being really proactive about paying attention to your video content, because I think Google's really aware that people want video. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just growing when you look at the stats and it, it's just every year, it is just growing like crazy how much people are are consuming that and making decisions. And it, you can see like, oh, wow, this much more percentage of people are more likely to buy because of a video that they've seen. I have one more question for you. And that is short. So I know I have my opinions, but I'm always curious what other people say when it comes to short form or long form video, because people, you know, that's like, oh, the attention span and people worry about that. What should I focus on more if they are, for example, building a YouTube channel with content? What are your thoughts on that? So first, may I ask you a clarifying question? What you mean by short form and long form? Because people have very different definitions of that. True. I would say short form, less than two minutes. Long form, I mean, even four minutes could be short. If I'm thinking YouTube, homepage video, four minutes could be long, right? So it's long form could be, I mean, there's 10 minute videos. There's 20 minute videos of somebody talking and sharing information. And then the short ones, I think of like YouTube shorts or reels, things like that. Okay. So we have a different definition of short form and long form, to be honest with you. So okay. our, our long form is actually two to three minutes. Oh, okay. Then we do have different. Okay. That's why I asked. So short form for me would be like 30 seconds, certainly under a minute, like really specifically content that's made for social media where people have the attention span of an ant. You know, so you just want something kind of flashy with some nice graphics, quick piece of information, and then you bounce out. Like that's all you're asking of them. That to me is short form. So long form to me is more two to three minutes because you actually do have time. It's it's a hard discipline. There's a lot of back and forth, a lot of whittling down, but you do have time to convey more complicated information. And I will say that in the B2B space, I do think you really give your audience a little bit more of a benefit of the doubt as far as like branded content on your website. I do think it can be two to three minutes. I think anything over that though, they're, you're just be aware that they're not going to be watching it. So it's kind of wasted time on your part. We did a, a video series for one client and we did the brand video and there was so much other good content. We said, hey guys, why don't we do another video just on safety? And then we can do another video on XYZ. You know, don't try to fit it all into one video. Why not, again, inviting your, your visitors, your audience onto a journey and saying, okay, now you like us. Why don't you learn about this important feature of our company? Because this is important. It's important. Mm-hmm. This is also important. Why don't you learn now about this? Because this is how we're going to be able to help you, right? Don't, it's not about all of it all at once. So I guess you could say it's long form that if you put all this content together, it's probably about 10 minutes. But I think you have to be aware of the audience. So 10 minute long content, I would ask questions around what's your intention behind it? Like, what are you trying to accomplish? If you're trying to accomplish people coming to your website and then picking up the phone to call you, I don't think they're watching a 10 minute video. Yeah. You know, I guess it, it, yeah, it's really different too. I usually use myself as a guinea pig and I go, what do, what am I consuming? 
And I'll find myself, if it's something that I'm interested in and it's somebody that I've built trust and listening to, I will listen to a 30 minute, I'll watch that 30 minute video. At the same time, I'll see those same people break it up into a 30 second short, a one minute short, you know, and it's like little tidbits throughout. And it's like, that was really interesting. I want to hear the whole thing, you know? So they kind of, I think the cool thing about the long form is that you can take that one piece and you can repurpose it into a bunch of tiny pieces, but everyone's so different, right? And what they consume, it does seem more people are consuming the short pieces, but there's, I always say it like depends on what is the content? Is it keeping me engaged? You know, I like to say everything is permissible as long as you're intentional. So totally. if your intention behind that 10 minute video is to share your expertise and you're sharing great content. So that that's 10 minutes of value that you are providing your audience. I think in the right place, in the right context, I think that will do a lot of wonders for you. And and a lot of different ways talking about SEO, because you know, you know, YouTube can also index a video. So as long as like you can, if you index it properly, you know, your audience, if you're talking about X, Y, Z, then that, and they're only interested in XYZ, they can go to that part of your 10 minute long video that only talks XYZ. They don't have to watch the whole 10 minutes. I just think you need to be aware that whatever the intention is behind your video, is it to, you know, get more SEO juice? Is it to, as an SEO quick bite to hopefully get them again to come back to your website to learn more? Is it once they're on your website, you want to convert them and have them pick up the phone and call you? Or maybe they've come to your website, but they're not sure. So now you want to kind of nurture them. Mm -hmm. And so now maybe you want to start sharing this more long form content because you're really trying to say, look, I am the expert at this, right? Like I am trustworthy. I really do know my stuff. I am the expert that's going to help you. And let me tell you how. And you're providing good content. Then that's another way to kind of get them down to the, the, they're going to buy from you, right? So Exactly, yeah. I'm not a fan of prescriptive video production. I think, you know, I think user-generated video has its place. And I think bringing out the big video crews also has its place. But I am a big fan of intention. So even if it is you doing your own cell phone, you better have a a plan. What's your strategy? Why are you doing it? And what are you hoping your audience is going to do when they're done watching it? What is it you want them to think or feel? And if you can answer that question, fine, shoot it yourself. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, everything everything has to have that intention. Totally. This is so fun. I love this. I have some quick fire questions for you, especially because <laughs> your position will be interesting to know. All right. YouTube or Vimeo? For what purpose? Just for they're just it's like quick fire, what's your preference? What's your yes, YouTube over Vimeo or Vimeo over YouTube? Uh, I'll tell you this. All our videos are on Vimeo. Okay. TikTok or Instagram? Instagram. Who in the world of video marketing is inspiring you right now? I don't have the answer. You are. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay. And this one's just a funny one. Is there a viral reel or meme, something that's like on your mind that you keep seeing a lot of? I I don't know. I watch a lot of golden retriever videos. So I think. Oh my gosh. I love it. (laughs) I'm like obsessed with them. My husband's like, oh, she's watching another (laughs) video. I'm probably watching the same one. I I see them too. I I have have all the dog videos and then I always see the golden retriever ones. So cute. I know. People and their dogs. So that's what I'm watching. (laughs) Love it. Christina, thank you so much. Please tell us where can our listeners find out more information about you and all of everything that you offer and how you can make them the hero of their own story. 
Yeah. First of all, um, I love geeking out about this stuff. So thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. I really love this conversation on many levels. So you can look for me on skillmanvideogroup.com. That's my company website. I also encourage anyone to please contact me through LinkedIn. I'm very, very active on my LinkedIn page. So uh, please look for additional content there. Sweet. Thank you so much. You guys do amazing work. You can see it all on the website. And I so appreciate, I geek out on this stuff too. So I so appreciate all of the genius that you just dropped. Thank you. Thank you. Video Marketing Secrets Podcast is brought to you by The Draw Shop. To learn more about The Draw Shop and how we can help your business grow through the power of video, visit thedrawshop.com slash secret. Be sure to search for Video Marketing Secrets on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at The Draw Shop, thank you for listening.